Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso, and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear, and claim your right to have a dream and take up space. And today, I'm doing a little creative check-in for your soul. It's all about putting your time where your heart is. What does it mean? Let me tell you. So in the past week, I've had a lot of things happen and I was going to do a check-in. I did an Instagram story earlier this week about it, about false experts. I had a really bad experience this past week with somebody who claimed to be a musical expert and who, to be honest, just really messed me up mentally. Um, I, I really was shaken after it. But the good thing about it is it did make me realize, you know, you can't just trust anyone you talk to. I've talked about this before. You know, it's very important who we take creative advice from. The other thing is that it made me realize I'm not putting enough time into my music. And this is something maybe I've brought up before. Obviously, I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm kind of in a soul-searching moment of my creative journey right now where I'm really looking at everything I'm doing or i am done and asking Am I putting my time where my heart is? I'm looking at my priorities. I'm looking at how I spend my time. Music is definitely one of the most important things to me. I mean, that call shook me up so much because it was basically a campaign, a marketing campaign I'd done, and it didn't perform as well as I'd hoped. And I really, 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 really want my music to succeed. And I really believe in it. And I mean, the songs that are out are like a 50th of the songs that I've written. And I want to continue to build out my repertoire and to write. And long story short, the music that I put out hasn't had the reach that I want it to yet. Granted, I've only put out three singles. I have another one coming out late September, early October. But... I also recognize after that call that I'm barely spending any time on my music. I mean, honestly, a a few hours a week. And in order to become an expert at something, they say you need 10,000 hours, but you certainly need more than a few hours a week. And if something's really a priority to you, and you got to make more time for it. Not just because you want to be successful at it, but because if that's what really makes you happy, if that's what you're saying makes you happy and you're not spending your time on it, then why? Is it self-torture? Is it self-sabotage? I don't know. I'm trying to get to the bottom of that right now, but I realize I really haven't made time for music in my life the way I want to. I think there's a few things going on there. I've had some, some actually pretty traumatic things happen in my music career that I haven't talked about because... I don't want to burn any bridges and I don't want to put bad energy out there, but I've had some really, and I'm not talking about like really scary things, like nothing like Harvey Weinstein style, but I've had some really shady things happen to me business-wise. People partnering with people I thought I could trust that turned out to totally be snakes and turn their back on me. People who conned me people. I mean, like the list goes on, but I've had a lot of creative trauma, I'll say with music. It's interesting. There was a a vocal teacher I had from my past that was wrapped up in one of these traumas. And it's honestly like, she's like the best vocal teacher I've ever had. And it's super unfortunate because I love this warm up she gave me, but 
I was talking to my therapist earlier this week and I said to her, you know, it's weird. Like I know that in order to keep my voice healthy and to keep it up to snuff, I've got to warm up every day or at least five days a week. You know, it's the same thing. The vocal cords are a muscle like anything else. So if you don't warm them up, if you don't work them out, they get less strong and they can't do what they're capable of. And for whatever reason, I've just had an absolute mental block. I mean, I had the goal when quarantine started of doing them every morning as one of the first things I do. And honestly, it's only been a few, at best, a few days a week. At worst, I've been doing them like once or twice a week. And I had been still doing those ones that were attached to that teacher that I had the trauma with. And I said that to my therapist and she's like, well, no wonder you don't want to do them. I mean, her voice is on there, right? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to create your own warm-ups. You can be inspired by them, but sit down at the piano if you want to sing along to a tape, tape, quote unquote, which would be a voice memo on my iPhone. You want to, If you want to sing along to a tape, make your own thing and then warm up to that every day. So it's your voice, you encouraging yourself. So like, I'm sure a lot of you listening have had what I call creative monsters, which are people that just really messed you up along your creative journey and put doubts in your head and halted you in your tracks or betrayed you. If you've got a creative monster that's somehow still attached to one of the projects that you have going or to something like whatever a vocal warm-up would be in your creative journey, you have to find your own take on it so that you can do the work you need to do, but not work that's not energetically attached to that person who has been a bad actor in your life. And ever since I got that note this week, I have been doing my own kind of warm up. I'm like doing lip trills, which is on my guitar while I sing and doing some versions of the warm ups I had from that one, some from past voice teachers. So it's been kind of interesting to find my own path there and to find that it doesn't have this heaviness and dread that I felt every time I went to do these vocal warm-ups. So that's been really, really cool and a big breakthrough. But the other thing is I need to start literally scheduling in my schedule and like treating it as seriously as I would if I had a recording session for a podcast or a meeting with somebody or a friend date with somebody to sit down and do my work because I'm never going to get this time back. And if I look back and I say I didn't do everything that I could because I was scared or had a block or just didn't make time for it, I'm going to regret it. So I think we really need to look at our schedules and what we're doing day to day. And if we have the luxury, I mean, like, luckily, I don't have a child right now. I'm, you know, doing well enough financially, that I can create these time periods in my day where I'm doing more to achieve the dream that I say I want. You know, and I think the other thing is too, you have to really ask yourself, do you really want what you say you want? Maybe you don't. And maybe that's what the block is. Maybe there's something deeper that you're going toward. I know if I don't give this music thing my all, I'm going to look back and want to punch myself in the face. So... (laughs) I got to start putting my time where my heart is. And I think part of that too is also finding the joy. Like maybe it doesn't have to be in the box that you think it does. Like this Sunday, you know, I've been doing these Instagram live concerts every Sunday at 2.30 Eastern. It's been so much fun. And this Sunday, 
I decided I'm going to go back to my original love when it came to music, which is musical theater. I'm going to do a bunch of karaoke songs, musical theater. Maybe I'll throw in one or two on the guitar and just sing and sing for that little girl inside me. Like literally my child self was obsessed with Annie. I don't know if you know this and maybe I'll post it over the weekend, but I did my first live performance with a band in 2017, and I've always been super bitter over the fact that I never got to play Annie. So I put a Little Orphan Annie wig over my brown hair with my brown hair still showing because I thought that was funny. And I sang When the Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow because the great thing about being an adult is you can force and will your childhood dreams to come true. So yeah, I don't have the wig with me, so I can't do that on this Sunday, but I will be singing the sun will come out tomorrow. And along with many other classic hits, some from Les Mis, some from other musicals that I love. But I think it's, yeah, you got to like find a way to like reignite your passion. Remember where it came from. Remember why it started. Remember where it started. Look at your priorities. Look at how you're spending your time and how you can reassess that. I mean, I got to at least commit to doing an hour every day of songwriting because this is my dream. And I know I have a lot of different dreams, but this one is like, it's more important to me than pretty much anything else as far as dreams go. And I'm treating it like it's less important to me. So I need to shift. And also, I mean, I'm still working through getting to the bottom of why that is. Maybe I'm really afraid. That resonates. I feel like I'm going to cry when I say that. So that must be true. Like maybe I'm afraid that I'm not good enough because I came to this later in life because I've kind of always felt like an imposter in the music industry, you know? I do think I have a natural talent. Like, I don't think that, like, God just puts things in your heart to fuck with you. I don't believe that. But, yeah, there's some piece of the puzzle that's missing. I'm not sure what it is yet. But I know the first step is continuing to ask these questions and continuing and really working hard and being diligent about setting time periods when I do my work. And finding ways to make them joyful, whether that's like what I'm doing on Sunday with singing Annie (laughs) and other musical theater hits, or, you know, like letting myself have my favorite candy while I write. Like I have to find ways to make it fun for myself, especially since I have to do it alone right now. Maybe that's part of it. It's like, I just like making music with other people. And right now it's so fucking hard to do it by myself. Huh. You're helping me figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that is part of it. But maybe that means like right now, because we're in this weird time period, you know, when I, I, by the way, I didn't even tell you, I'm going back to LA next week to figure out what I'm going to do. Either I'm going to stay there through the rest of the year, or I'm going to probably sublease my place and come back to Michigan through the end of the year. So I'm going back to LA, going to see what it feels like and go from there. But I have to make a decision and I have to be in person to do it because if I sublease my place, I need to take my personal stuff out of there. But yeah, like maybe I can do social distance writing sessions with people in the backyard, in their backyards when I go back to LA or at least on Zoom. But I think I'm really missing that creative collaboration. So anyway, I hope that that stream of consciousness was helpful for you. But the biggest takeaway I really want to share with you is that we need to look at the things that we say we want, make sure we actually want them. And if we do, realign our schedules and our priorities to make sure that 
our time is going, where our heart is, where our desires are, to find the joy and to make good scenarios for ourselves. Anyway, I love you. I appreciate you listening. As I always say, share the show with a friend if you like it. Post about it on social media. Tag at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative. I will repost to show my gratitude. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show on Spotify. And, oh, thank you, Liz Full, for the show's theme music. And thank you. I love you. And I will talk with you next week. I believe in you.